0: Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate,
1: Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk And welcome to Strictly Mick and Tony. Plus 2. Matt Ridyard talks about a special football match and Gary Edgington joins us all the way from Devon to talk about the weekend's cricket. In between all that, it's just me and him bickering at each other about all things sport. We've got Sports Thoughts, we've got Test Tony and we've got the headlines and that's exactly where we're going now. (music) And starting with a couple of cracking local headlines... Sports show favourite James Brinkat-Smith has won a bronze medal at the World Powerlifting Championships in Japan. How good is that? And when he gets back from his travels, I'm sure he's going to pop into the studio to talk to us about it. And there's also podium finishes for stock car racer Dave Sharp and for the sidecar team at WinTech. Both been into this studio to tell us their stories. Both on the podium both with third-place finishes over last weekend. It's not bad, is it? New flow server on the lookout for a new reserve team manager following Lee Julian's decision to resign. We'll keep you up to date with progress on that one. And, as we always do on Thursday, we look back at some of the national stories. And, of course, Manchester City rounded off an outstanding season by crushing Watford at Wembley to clinch an historic domestic treble. Pep's side becomes the first English men's side to achieve the feat of winning the Premier League, the FA Cup and the League Cup in the same season. We'll talk about that one in Sportsforce. Wolverhampton Wanderers will play European football next season for the first time since 1980, following City's FA Cup victory. They finished 7th in the Premier League but would have missed out on the Europa League spot if Watford had lifted the FA Cup. Wolves start their campaign in the second qualifying round, which I should think is probably a week on Monday, <laughs> while Manchester United, who finish sixth in the league, will go straight now into the Europa League group. That there, Barra. Steve Clark is the man to lift the gloom surrounding the Scotland national team, says, for, says former national boss Craig Brown. 55-year-old Clark has left Kilmarnock to replace Alex McLeish, signing the three-year contract with the Scottish FA. Brighton have appointed Graham Potter as their new manager to replace Chris Hughton, who was sacked um, after the Seagulls finished 17th in the Premier League and Gillingham have named Steve Evans, why, as their new manager the former Leeds Peterborough and Mansfield boss starting his new role on the 1st of June and plans to expand the 2022 World Cup to 48 teams have been abandoned by FIFA they can't figure out how to do it And I never even mentioned that um, one of Tony's favourites, which is the former England and Chelsea captain, John Terry, uh, the current assistant boss at Ashton is in in talks with Middlesbrough about becoming their new manager. And I'm sure he's going to have something to say on that one. But I want to go back local before we go anywhere. Um, I'll come to James in a moment. But in the last couple of hours, um, Bolton Cricket Club captain David Lynn has announced he's retired from cricket with immediate effect. He missed a couple of seasons ago the course. He'd come back last season as captain to mm-hmm. try and galvanise the club, get them back on the road to the top division. He did it. They got promotion. A couple of games this season into it. The knee injury hasn't gone away. Um, division A hits even more strain on it. And he's had to admit defeat. And it's awful, Tony, for any sports person to say, I'm sorry. The body won't let me go on it's, it's it's the
2: worst thing that can happen To a sports person Because When it's not your choice You're always left with what if And uh, it, it's, it's a shame when it happens To such a lovely lad as well I mean he's a great bloke his lineage, and, and I feel for him Because You know it's um, <clears throat> When your body lets you down um, then Then it is An absolute nightmare But Something that uh, happened to me and it's you know, a ridiculous comparison because I was never any good whatsoever but I retired from uh, playing cricket at the age of 42 because I didn't start until I was 35 with RHP but I retired at 42 because I was breaking something every week and it was never records and basically I went to the back room of the uh, Pack Horse pub and handed over my coffin and with all my gear in it and I was able to do so with entire Not a problem. That is my decision, and when you can do that, it's great. But one thing that came from that that I'd never understood before, and that is when people say, "When I retire from the," people say, "When they retire from the game," I don't miss the sport so much, but I really miss the dressing room. I could never understand what they were on about when they used to say that, but at that moment I could, and I still do. I really miss that dressing room and the characters in there because. Would have uh, would have died for each other alongside. And, and that, each that's what's trenches, going to be
1: actually. tearing linear apart, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it, it is. But even worse than that, for somebody who has to retire, it's that lingering. Oh, and every time he goes to a game, I'm, I'm not trying to make it worse, feeling it. But every time he goes to a game and he's on the touch line, or he's on the, on the, he's behind the ropes with a glass of beer or whatever, looking as well, he's having a whale of a time, I'd be thinking, if only I'd love to be out there. And it's nice when you can go to a game and just have a chat with your sort of old mates or, or old supporters, knowing that you know that, that there was nothing
1: left to give, and then he, he, he's re- got a lot left.
2: I really feel yeah. for him that he's, he's not going to be in that position.
1: Well, we're going to try and talk to him um, next week. I thought um, we'll leave him alone tonight, yeah. and then we'll um, we'll catch up with his thoughts um, next week. But uh, of course, he's our cricket correspondent from Bolton, so we're going to miss him. Um, Lenny, while we train, um, Tim Klipsham up who's, who's um, going, I understand, going to be uh, replacing him both on the field and on the radio,
2: and and, and now live from Ladbrooks.
1: I'm not sure that Tim Clipsham <laughs> knows this yet, but um, <laughs> we will see. But um, Lenny, um, we're all very upset. It's uh, not the way to yeah. finish a cracking career. Um, somebody who has come back after his own troubles, of course, is James Brinkat mm. Smith. He's been in here a couple of times it is a lovely yeah, lovely no man no, no. to to talk to and he opens his heart up and and tells you <sighs> and how it is and the great thing
2: about james is it's, it,
1: it's a massive
2: heart as well isn't it yeah absolutely lovely lovely bloke and i was so pleased when i saw that before i
1: came out tonight on facebook so he's going to come back and he's going to come back with a bronze medal and that is yeah is absolutely fantastic
2: and we're not talking county championships here we're talking <laughs> a world yes yeah, Championship we, Bronze we are, medal and,
1: and that is just Unbelievable oh, Well done Mike. Automatically installs In favourite for sports oh, Personality yeah. Straight away On the back of that one um, Let's just um, Go out into the Big wide world Of um, football For five minutes Steve Clark, The man to lift Scotland Yes Very much
2: so He was my favourite I, I wanted him in the chair Because um, He's given uh, European football Back to rugby park For the first time In 18 years At Kilmarnock and uh, I watched um, the sports scene on uh, Monday morning and there were a lot of people in the Kilmarnock crowd in tears uh, after they finished in a European position. Probably th- thought they'd never see it in their lifetime, but, but Steve Clark has, has, has gone in there and is, is given Kilmarnock their record points totals in the SPL for two years running. Fantastic job. And they did a good job at Chelsea when he was down there didn't yeah they? and so. and you know he's, he's, he's well thought of at Anfield you know I mean he's a, he's a top top football man and, so uh, we
1: will see he doing a you great have, job yeah you know, the trouble is at the moment he's not got a lot to work with no but I mean if he uh, emulates the ladies then uh, that's all we can ask um Brighton have appointed Graham Potter as their new manager well, of course he did very well over there in Sweden took a mm. team from Division four which must be sort of Sunday League status um into into Europe, he held Swansea together last season. It, this is the a massive appointment for him. though, really, isn't it? It's a massive appointment for the Premier Division, isn't it?
2: You know, you, you've got an English guy um, getting one of the top twenty jobs in the uh, in this country, but you know, arguably in Europe, and and that is fantastic. When they turn to European people all the time. I think it's great to see an English guy getting a job,
1: most certainly um I don't suppose you'll have the same effects on the second one Jeningham have appointed Steve Evans as their new manager. I mean, I don't know the man; I just know he seems to have a tremendous amount of baggage that flies around with him no you You won't be alone in what you said when you were announcing that in the headlines. why you know
2: it's the same reason Alan Ball got another job, you know how because you know if you prove yourself to be totally inept in any other sport in any other trade you don't get another job you know you you move on to something else you know so but in football you can prove to yourself to be an absolute
1: bonehead, and you still get another job probably you, you see I I've Steve and and, and it okay I know I'm, yeah you've called me a dinosaur and yes I am but Steve Evans is a Steve Evans works for Steve Evans if, if he's if he's out of work and somebody gives him a job in six months time if somebody a little bit bigger says we'll offer you a job he will ditch the people that took him in the first mansfield that took him in the first place yeah. and, and and move on i i don't like people that don't show loyalty i'm sorry i don't to me loyalty and sport should go together i understand why steve clark has gone scotland oh yeah you know he's going to come along once that chance I understand why Graham Potter has gone to Brighton. I really do. I can't understand why Jenningham wants Steve Evans, because in six months' time, if Steve Evans sees something better, he'll be gone. But is, is I, I, I can't understand it. I, d- I, I don't actually
2: know what he's like in the manager's chair, but I think he's a quite a divisive character as well with the, within a football club. He's, uh and
1: there's no. Just we'll move on because obviously he's the, got we, a lot of baggage, hasn't he? He has. Um, apparently, Pep is on his way to Juventus. Well, the odds rapidly went down in
2: the bookies today, and um, you know the the bookies never get it wrong, do they? I mean, I find that amazing because I thought it was, I thought he was being offered a new contract at um, Manchester City, which would have made him rich beyond his dreams. Manchester City seems to be a good setup to work in. Why
1: would you want to go to the You See, we're going to talk about Man, Man City af- after we've talked yeah. to um to Matt ridyard As good as they are, in my world, until they do something in Europe, they're never going to be great. But we'll talk about that one because I know you have uh, actually got something to say. Did you know what happened for the first time in this last season? By the, by the way, this first time ever, the top five European league winners retained the trophies had won from the year before yeah And that's never ever happened before england manchester city italy juventus germany by munich spain barcelona and france paris saint-germain really that's never ever happened all five have never ah. retained before Good Which, yeah but it does get you thinking how quick are we moving towards a european super league I think because the big ones are there at the top and they're staying.
2: I, I, I think it's only a matter of time, isn't it? I mean, the Champions League was the first breakaway. The you know the European Elite League will, 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 will be the next step, and uh, you know that, that that's, um, already the Premier League is a bit old hat, isn't it? In the eyes of the sort of superpowers, in the eyes of the boardroom people. And I just think, uh, you know
1: you just go chasing more and more money at the top at the top of the game, you well, know I think I think you're right, I do think I, we're gonna finish this little section off on Wolverhampton Wanderers because um, can I just say one thing, my team,
2: Berwick Rangers, will be playing in the lowland League next season because we played in the playoffs against uh, Cove Rangers just outside Aberdeen's Cove, and um we lost seven nil on aggregate to our Highland League side. The nil I can understand, but how did they only score seven against us? But next season two of our opponents in the league will be Sterling University and
1: Gala Fairydean. Dean. Happy days. You're not playing Bonnie Rig Rovers then. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> could have gone which we could have sent you up there live to Bonnie Rig. Um, oh, gone. Wolverhampton Wanderers, yes. the team, the manager, the club that's a fantastic season i think yeah the last thing you probably wanted was europe starting on the second of july or whenever it's starting but hey ho yeah i mean that's i'm sure they'll take that and i'd love to see man united starting that within a way trip to <laughs> <in> azerbaijan <laughs> and july or something
2: but no it's um uh you know w- wolves are uh
1: one of those football clubs that have got so much history it is untrue okay coming up um next on our trip brand is uh, is matt ridyard and i'm sure may well mention a goal he scored well as does happen sometimes on this show we're having a few problems getting through to people on the telephone and, and Matt's um obviously a bit tied up at the moment uh, if he rings back we'll go straight to him. but what was actually going to talk about tony is a um a special football match which is going to take place and tony while you do that i'll answer the phone because i'm absolutely in fact you can talk to what i'm hoping is matt ridyard because the phone's ringing and um we're hopefully now we're going to go live. You see, this is proves doing, this Matt? show is live.
2: Hey, up here, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, go
1: straight on. Yeah, here time. we go. Straight through live to Matt Ridyard. Matt, you're live on Radio Newark. Uh,
3: good evening, all right.
1: Good evening, Matt. I was just about to say that uh, there's a very special football match happening at Lowfields um, this weekend. I was going to talk about that and then I was going to talk about um, the goal of the season award for last year. But, uh, beans as you're here, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Um, Tell us about the football match.
3: Um, Yeah, Saturday it's that time of year. It's not that time of year again, because that's obviously January. Um, It's time to remember um, the life of Graham. So what we decided to do, as you know, Memorial game last year. This time we put it back a few months. It's a bit warmer. So yeah, half us one on Saturday on Lowfield. Warriors 11 versus Blue Watch 11 again. Um, On a nice big pitch this season, so... A bit, a bit
1: more work to do for them and us you must be honoured even the reserve team didn't get on the big pitch <laughs>
3: very honoured <honest, yeah.
1: laughs> um, there was a lot of people there the, last year and it, and it was a tremendous event and uh, we thanked Lowfield's flow say very much last year because if I remember the conditions was absolutely atrocious so let's just oh, hope it's going to be a little weather. better this weekend yeah 20 degrees
3: warmer this season uh, which is nice no snow so no brushes needed to clear the line Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very thankful
1: last year. It was. It was very touch and go whether it was going to go ahead. But luckily, it did. It, um, in it, yeah. It, yeah. It, in no way it should have been played, but it did get played, and it raised yeah. a lot of money. And, and it, it was. was ra- and everybody had a, a fantastic time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the highlight of the old afternoon, of course, was a <laughs> tremendously <laughs> stunning strike that yeah. flew into the top corner uh, of the net. The I highlight of it, your football it. career. It,
3: it, exactly. It was a pinnacle, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm still living on it today, and I'm sure I to show it tonight, in fact, to my team and our little private Facebook group to show them what, look, just what we need to do. <laughs> Otherwise, we could end up like Derby County and crying on Monday.
1: <laughs> Good lad. Um, right, just tell me again. It's at fields It's at on, on Saturday. It's starting off a bit earlier this year, half past nine. We've
3: got a kids at the 12th on a bit in the morning, because that would have been Graham's age group, So we've got some cracking teams down, as far as Chesterfield Academy are coming down. Uh, to play in it, so, so we have got a little tournament. Bounce about there from early, so all day long, down slightly uh, starting bank holiday as you think, too. Um, lots to do, raffles on bowlers, some great prizes up for grabs again, um, a few auction bits. So, yeah, get yourself down have a the time I'm awfully awesome friendly, and raise hopefully a bit of money for the Firefighters Charity and the Children's improvement Centre.
1: And the game itself kicks off at.
3: 1.30,
1: uh, at twelve for freshmen all day. At 1.30, but you can be down there early in the morning or just pop down there yeah. at 1.30, but be there because um it, it's, uh, it's going to sign off the football season on a high note.
3: Yeah, and then anyone listening, come on the villa. The <laughs> <laughs> Tony's there. He knows, what I'm about. he
1: knows exactly what you're on about, and, <laughs> y- and, y- and yes, he's, uh, he's listening intently. Ten I, 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 I agree with you completely, Matt. But I can't still believe we're
2: still going on about the biggest talked-about miss kick in the history of football. Hey, don't forget,
3: Forrest won the European Cup in '78. Tony, you're joking?
2: No, th- and you no one's ever uh, mentioned that. No, I'll talk in the morning if I see you. Okay, I'll, I'll go round the wrong way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call,
1: brothers. Brilliant, Matt. Thank you very much. No, thank Thanks. You. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. So that's where I'm gonna be on Saturday afternoon. The Radio Note Sport cameras off to Lowfields, not for the first time this season, but probably for the <laughs> last probably for the last time this season. Um and um you know, get yourself down there and uh just put some money in the coffers for you know the firefighters fund and the children believe, and It's you'll be struggling to find two better Exactly. Two better than that. Tony, before we do your sports sports yes. um <sighs> You know, sin bins are coming in, hmm. in step five, six and seven football um, all over the country next season. It's it, it's a national roller. And I, I'm not against it. No. You know, I, I think, Same you know, yet. go and call cool down over there for 10 minutes. Hmm. It is it's sensible from somebody going down 10 men for just a stupid outburst. I think it's right. Uh, but I did wonder what happened if a goalkeeper got sin binned. Well, obviously somebody else on the pitch he's got to put the shirt on yeah because they can't bring a substitute on um in the case of goalkeepers being sin an outfield player must take over his position for the 10 minute period on completing his sin bin period the goalkeeper must re-enter the field of play as an outfield player until which time there is a stoppage in play enabling him to change position so at the end of the 10 minutes the referee waves him back on and the play could go on for another five minutes before the ball goes out <laughs> with the goalkeeper playing at centre-forward, center off, or just stand there and keep out of the way. The, the... I mean, I don't suppose it can do anything else, but it does, it does think, hmm...
2: It, it plays into the hands of the opposition, doesn't it? Don't it just? Yeah. Don't it just? Keep that ball alive,
1: we've still got another... <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, it just sort of... Um, appealed to me a little bit, that story. Um, OK, we did say we'll mm. talk about Manchester City a bit more later, but I know you want to talk about Manchester City in something we very seriously call Sports Falls. <laughs> I was umpiring a cricket
2: match at Kelham Road on Saturday and we came out after tea to start the second innings just as the FA Cup final was about to kick off on the television. There's a little bit of cloud cover, so I said to the fielders and the incoming batsman, Right, I'll give it a couple of overs, and then call a halt for bad light. We can watch the cup final, and then finish off the cricket after the football finishes. People grinned at the joke, but there were no takers. We carried on with what we were doing, and ignored the cup final. People do these days. Remember when the FA Cup final mattered? When the supporters of the two clubs featured in It's a Knockout tournaments as part of the build-up that started on the telly just after breakfast. Do you remember when it kicked off at three o'clock in the afternoon and it was the most important game of the season, no matter who you supported? And now Manchester City are claiming that they've won the treble. Good God. As if the League Cup has ever counted for anything, even when your team was in the final. On numerous occasions. Manchester City are good, but they're not that good. If they were, they would be competing in the only match that matters these days. More important than domestic cup finals, championships or international duty. I'm talking about the Champions League, or even the European Cup, when you had to be champions to be in it. But that's for another day. Manchester City and their manager will get my respect when they get their hands on the cup with the big ears. And not before, because that these days is the Holy Grail. And anything else is a fairground trinket in comparison. And while we're on the subject of Manchester City, there are apparently people who are suggesting that the citizens should have taken their foot off the gas against a woefully inept Watford side to save the club from further embarrassment at Wembley. The citizens suggesting that are an embarrassment to themselves. (laughs)
1: <laughs> my little think is that Jose Mourinho won the European Cup with a little club like Porto. Pep can't win it with a massive club like Manchester City. And that's why in my world, Manchester City will not be in the same bracket as no. Liverpool and Manchester United and Chelsea until they actually do win the thing. Because the Premier League <laughs> is only a stepping stone now to the Champions League. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it, it is all about... The Champions League, and the reason for that is because you get more money when you win the Champions League, and that's where all the finances are geared towards. And eventually, the Champions League won't be big enough for the greedy people at the top of the game. That's when the European breakaway comes in. Yeah, and it's uh,
1: it's on its way. It, it, there is absolutely no doubt it, it's on its way. But uh, thank you for that. Um, no problem. Um, he likes doing that because he likes to an opportunity to put pen to paper again it uh, yes yeah, it, um,
2: that, that, that um I thought what he enjoys I, 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 I thought it ended many years ago but it, 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 it is a pleasure sitting down and, and um following your uh, your sports thoughts this week is and, and it's there with you on on, on your inbox within 45 minutes and so I'm, I'm i'm really glad that, yes yeah. we're gonna have
1: to make it a little bit more difficult but um yeah but, uh, the, but, but it's, 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 it's what's going on and, uh, yeah I, I do agree totally with you tony on the manchester city thing they you know it, yeah they've won all three i think they've been lucky in the cups because some of the opposition that played with the greatest respect to that opposition yeah. and not exactly top of the you know whether roverham and burton and you know the the But that's the look of a cup drawn. You know, you get what you get in a cup. But if the bookies are right and Pep's off to Juventus. Does he think he stands more chance of winning that trophy at Juventus?
2: I think he does. And I think Manchester City's chance of winning it are going to be a lot slimmer
1: if he goes. Mm -hmm. So we will see. Right, the other thing we um, like to do on a Thursday night um, is this. (laughs) <laughs> i forgot about this you would wouldn't you and uh, it's uh it's something that we call test tony and um uh and it gives us a chance to look back at a few birthdays and a few people that's unfortunately passed away in this week in years past and uh, i've just got a few birthdays and one death tonight tony unfortunately for you they're not all sports people but hey ho let's go with it um Born on the 20th of May 1943. You see, I give the date and the name, and Tony has to say something. You're getting the gist of this, aren't you? Derek Murray. Cricketer. Carry on. Wicketkeeper.
2: With? Um, th- th- there, the knowledge dries up. The West Indies. Oh, yeah, yeah. it He was a West yeah. Indies wicketkeeper for. And I'm, I'm trying to think which uh,
1: England, English, English team he played for. I think Warwickshire. He's probably right, yeah. I think Warwickshire. Mm. But he was West Indies' wicketkeeper for near on 20 years. Yeah, for a long, long time. Long, long time, wasn't he? And he's... he was just there, wasn't he? And did his job while all the superstars around him took all the plaudits. Mainly the fast-boulders. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a bit of a... Fancy he fancy being wicketkeeper to that lot. He was a bit of a Farouk engineer, wasn't he, his time. Oh, very good. <laughs> now you're bringing the names out. Right, born on the 21st of May, 1917, Raymond Burr. B-U-R-R. Ironside! Yay! Yay!
2: <laughs> Very good! Uh, <laughs> that used to be my Saturday night, Ironside's uh, match of the day. I, I,
1: no, I shouldn't say it, but... <laughs> Have a look at one of the Freddie Starr YouTube clips, because he used to do Ironside. It's brilliant. (laughs) Freddie Starr football (laughs) match. Brilliant. Born on the 22nd of May, 1826. Sportsman, George Parr. George
2: Parr? uh, Nottinghamshire. um, Absolute superstar. Uh, And in fact, at, at the old Trent Bridge, there was a Parr's tree because a tree at, uh, there was a tree at Trent Bridge that George Parr regularly deposited the ball over the boundary into said tree. And uh, one night, the tree got struck by a lightning and a massive branch fell off. And Leslie Crowther, TV star, lived in West <coughs> Bridgeford at the time, ran across the road and grabbed a chunk of this tree and took it home and, and modelled a... A bat of his own out of Parr's
1: tree. <laughs> you see the times when you amaze
2: me. And when I, when I used to go, I used to get Friday off the advertiser, and I used to go to the av- to to, the, uh, to Trent Bridge on the bus with my mate Pete Tranter, uncle of Eden, and uh, we used to sit in the Parr's stand and, uh, and and get right royally drunk and. Um, and have long conversations with Derek Randall while he while he was a-fielding on the, uh... being about the covers. And, and 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 he used to talk back to us being Derek Randall. I'm sure he should have been concentrating on the game. He
1: never did. There, there, there's one more claim to fame from George Parr, by the way. He was the first ever England tour captain. Was he in the William Clark 11? Your sort of era, you would have written about it with your quill... well yeah but when he started who
2: he was born in 1826 i was gonna ah mick bradley and then he said sportsman so uh, that's that's why i'm
1: born on the 22nd of may 1946 we have a duo of footballers howard kendall and george best oh good grief Um, i'll start with george best because if anybody has seen the um, no, have a look on Facebook. Yeah, um, somebody's done a sculpture of supposedly oh, George I saw Best. That, yeah. I could have done a better job. Yeah, so the there's a lot of wonky statues around these days. That is shocking. Yeah, George Best was simply certainly won't pay for that. Right, George Best and Howard Kendall. Over to you. Um, you dare say a bad word against George
2: Best? I've I've, I've got to be very very careful because uh, basically I didn't know George Best at all. Never met him. Uh, But, obviously, there are no bad words to say about George Best. He simply was the first football superstar. Uh, Alex Ferguson recognised the dangers of being a football superstar and that's why he handled Ryan Giggs the way that he did. Um, I'm sure Rodri would suggest that Ryan didn't turn out to be the best character in the world, but, you know, I mean, George Best had to do it all on his own. And who wouldn't have wanted to live that lifestyle? Fantastic. But what a footballer. Absolutely genius. Uh, Howard Kendall, I knew very, very well. Obviously, as a kid, admiring him as part of the Holy Trinity at Everton, uh, with the Colin Harvey and, uh, you know, ha- uh, Howard Kendall and you know the absolutely fant all Everton fans will worship Howard Kendall then he came as a manager to Notts County at uh, a time when I was there Russell Slade was his number 2 and uh, he 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 rather partook of the drink with with the uh, uh d- disastrous <laughs> consequences i, I don't want to say too much but drink played a heavy part in his Notts County period but tremendous bloke, If if you got if you, if if you if you sat down and had a chat with him before lunchtime, you had a cracking conversation with the fella.
1: Not so good that later in the afternoon, but you know he's a very very interesting guy. On the twenty third of of May, uh, actually, there's two birthdays on the twenty third of May. Um, the first one on the twenty third of May, nineteen eighty one, is my daughter Amanda, and I know she's not listening. <laughs> I know she's in Newcastle, but happy birthday Amanda! To, um, yeah um oh. I, know, I know you're uh you've had a cracking day so uh happy 60s um, love <laughs> well done tony said that not me um but on the 23rd of may 1918 Dennis compton oh yeah the brill cream boy yeah the um uh
2: v- absolutely fantastic in those days because he could play cricket for england and, and and play football for england and uh the football the,
1: the football and cricket seasons allowed you to do that the good old days apart from alan jackson and chris dobby is he the only person that's actually played it at a high level both well i'm not so sure about uh, chris dobby but alan jackson yeah what
2: a player <laughs> <laughs> Or old chris but no no it's um <clears throat> the this the, because of my involvement with Newark Flow Football Club. My cricket season this year consists of two months, June and July. And that's it. That's all I see of cricket. But in the days of Dennis Compton, you know, he could play football for England, he could play cricket for England, and uh, and did so with great aplomb. To play for Arsenal and England, that's, that, that's
1: Roy The Rover stuff, isn't it? One superstar that passed away in this week on the 23rd of May 2017, Roger Moore. Hmm. I think the greatest ever James Bond.
2: The smoothest?
1: Yes. I think Sean Connery was the best. Okay. But, um, but, but yeah. I, I just know. thought Roger Moore just. I mean, it, it was, was the same. No, it took the p- out of the role, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but it was it was just yeah, as it was, it, was, it was suave. But you know it was, it was but, but he never scored a goal for Bonnie Rig Rovers. So,
1: <laughs> so that, made, that So okay then. So Sean Connery will stay yeah. in your number one because he oh, scored a goal for Bonnie Rig is Rovers. it. Is it? Okay. Cruises right. It. All right. Um, still to come on Radio Newsport, uh, we're going to go to glorious Devon. You know the county that's next to the best county in the world. Um, uh. Hopefully about quarter to eight, and talk to Gary Edgington about the cricket season so far. And will it ever sunshine on a Saturday? Um, this is our five minutes on a Thursday night when we tend to look back over over the last week and all the news. Really, whatever happened last week, all the news centred around the shock of New York Ploegse finding himself in, in the Midland Football League <laughs> and playing Lee Hughes and Worcester City and the outskirts of Hereford and. Wolverhampton and all such godforsaken places as that, <laughs> um, of grounds where there's 3,000 odd seats and 4,000 mm. capacities. and uh, Welcome to the big world. And the other news, that KP, Kevin Pressland, is back mm. in football. Yeah, I mean, um,
2: as I've said to many, many people following that appointment, KP has probably forgotten more about football than than I will ever know, uh, and there was a typing error um, on the. It was uh, not
1: a typing error. Uh,
2: there, there was you meant to put the counties, no, and and it came out as the countries. But it, <gasps> I upset Jim Todd, <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't. Uh, it's it's not hard to upset Jim Todd, and um, but 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 basically, uh, it, it it was a typing error, but it was a statement that was very much correct in itself. He's got to be one of the country's best. Administrators. Well, yeah. I
1: certainly wasn't going to correct yeah. it because I I, no, I, no. I, I would put Kevin up in front of anybody there. Um, Amy Hunt ran a lifetime best eleven point three one for the hundred metres at the European under twenties, making her the fast, the eighth fastest GB under twenty ever, the eighth fastest junior in the world this year, and the fastest European. And then Olivia mathias was first home at the European Sprint Triathlon in Poland. At the weekend, Tony, if you're still writing for a living, you would have been in Dreamworld. Well, when I started, uh, Newark
2: Rugby Club w- was the best junior rugby side in the East Midlands. And I just thought it was always going to be like that. And, you know, it was so easy to write about success. And then as the years passed, New slipped down the, the rankings. I mean, these days, it must be a doddle to write for the advertiser when you've got so much young talent. And, and it must be so pleasing because all the talent is really, really young. You've got
1: paragraphs for years invested in those kids. And I have to say, it was this radio station and this show that it, broke it,
2: the news on both of them. But I mean, we introduce stars to the world, don't we?
1: Sam Hardy <laughs> retained his, his national schools title uh, and the ever-improving chloe davis yeah come second and lauren workman was a semi-finalist again we're talking about youngsters again we're talking about them on the national stage Mm -hmm. um hopefully they're all going to come in the studio sometime next month but i want to keep going back to chloe because you saw when you're more of a boxing fan than i ever will be you Mm. saw her in a skills bout and you said by god She's
2: going places. But it was the first time I'd ever seen a skills bout. First time I'd ever seen a skills contest. Didn't know what it was. Couldn't understand it. Um, Some of the people in that ring didn't understand it as the referee had to jump in and say, Oh, stop that, or I'll be sending you home. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that, (laughs) do you? Which is the greatest line I've ever heard at a a fight night. But um, no, it's, uh, but you can tell, can't you? You can can walk past a football pitch and the superstar stands out as you just glance. You can tell, because they just stand out like a sore thumb. And that night, she was class. Absolutely bang on. And it doesn't take a sort of sporting, observing genius to be able to tell quality when you see it straight in front of your face. Oh, wow. And the other great thing about that night was that sam really went into it was he until that guy from boston lamped one on his nose and then sam thought hang on a minute tap have some of this
1: and then sam came alive oh, that was brilliant <laughs> he, he really was going through the motions until yeah, somebody yeah. upset him i thought that was just uh, <laughs> people say I, I, they asked me again on saturday while i was at cricket why the heck do you bother with this when you could be watching national sport on television that's why we bother <laughs> sam hardy this is, um, yeah, Chloe Davis. I I, I, Amy. I, I, I would rather be yeah.
2: watching uh, Chloe Davis and Sam Hardy at Foundon Parish Hall than than at Madison Square Garden. Oh, so much, so, so much, bad, because that is that is proper it is sport. So, it's so it's, so so it's not much. about millions so and millions and millions of pounds. It's about somebody local doing well and that's what this radio show does um
1: louise orgill i'm going to end this reflection on louise because I, <laughs> I, I just it's bordering madness it's got to be um Colic park in may for a 5k swim lasting one hour and 33 minutes and you're not even allowed to wear a wetsuit yeah. I, I just think she's wonderful that to me
2: is absolutely common sense to me uh, compared to inviting a husband back into this studio when he's been here before and told us his jokes, and you invite him back. Yes. That's madness in he's itself. He's here.
1: He's next week. It's, cause it's the Gordon Wellborn Week. My favourite <laughs> my favourite week of the year, the Gordon <laughs> Wellborn Week. To come. Right, let's. Uh, we couldn't get hold of Matt, who lives about 200 yards away from us. So um, it's with great trepidation, I'm going to tell you now, coming up next, Gary Edgington from <laughs> Devon. <laughs> OK, and it is time on a new regular spot throughout the summer on a first evening. We're going to talk to Gary Edgington. Of course, Gary is the, the man that controls the, all of the South Notts Cricket League on a Saturday. And, and he does it from that county that's um, got the M5 in it, which takes you all the way to Cornwall. So, from Devon, Gary Edgington. Welcome back, yep. Gary.
0: Good evening, mate.
1: Good evening, Tony. Hiya, pal. Um... I don't know what it's been like down there. It's been wonderful weather all week here, apart from Saturdays, Gary, when it's either drizzling with rain or there's a thick cloud cause We haven't had a decent Saturday yet this cricket season.
0: We've had two lovely Saturdays down here, mate.
1: <laughs> I think we should get the whole of the South Knots cricket league to come down to come down to the West Country. Then um, it's been a bit of a a bitty start, isn't it, Gary? You you lost some games in 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 the first. In, in, in the first week, um, then you've had a team, I can't understand what happened, at, I mean, it's Underwood, I think, that's played a game and then decided to amalgamate with Heena. They've had 12 months to work that one out. Um,
0: well, with the Heena thing, oh, sorry, with the Underwood thing, they've struggled for a couple of years, and last season, if people look back at the league table, we had their records, their funds, for the second eleven, And they played the first match with nine men, and the second match with nine men. Now a lot of the clubs in the league, and I'm a member of Bouldertons, I'm a member of a lot of clubs, Facebook groups, so I can keep my eye on if they're behaving. <laughs> and Underwood every week, every week, or it's Tuesday, we've been to selection meeting, I'm down to seven. And that was happening most of last season. Now, Hina, their third team share Underwood's ground. So that's where the merger is coming. Hena thirds are struggling for players. Uh, and Hena actually five years ago merged with Stableford, where I'm originally from. And uh, that's Stableford. There's, uh, there was two Stableford teams years and years ago. And they merged with Stableford about five or six years ago while I was still in the Derbyshire League. So uh, these mergers are happening more and more often. But at least it keeps cricket being played. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that is is that that is perfectly correct. But, of course, we lose them because Hena is, uh, is well into Derbyshire. Yeah,
0: well, he's well into Derbyshire. Uh, Derbyshire did have a purge when they took back a few of our clubs about ten years ago. They took back Risley, and they also... Leicestershire took back their although would have never gone. But there are Nottinghamshire teams playing in Derbyshire, so it's never been reciprocated by our cricket board, which is something... I've always griped about that if the Derbyshire and the Leicestershire leagues are putting pressure on their clubs to play in their county, we should do the same.
1: Well, the simplest thing is, if, is what county you're in is the county that you're playing. It's not difficult, is it? Well, it's not rocket science, is it? <laughs> you will not you think of, uh, You was listening to it earlier on, and uh, while Tony was struggling on, Derek Murray. Yeah, Derek Murray. Um, he actually was a West Indies skipper,
0: from 1979 to 1980, till Viv Richards took over. Now, not many people will know that he was actually educated at Nottingham University before he moved on to Jesus College in Cambridge. Now, he played 62 test matches, scoring 1,993 runs with an ice score of 91. Now, I think it was Eumik that said he played for Warwickshire, and he played there between 1977 yes. and 1975. <laughs> How many catches then off the likes of uh, Andy Roberts, Joe Garner, Michael Old? Do you think he took
2: 302?
0: Nick, what, are you going higher or no, lower? I'm going. I'm going lower <laughs> by a lot. It only took 181. Oh. I've overestimated uh, I the would say that
1: That's because he bowled everybody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he took eight stumpings. Now, I would say the Oof. eight stumpings had to come from either Lance Gibbs <laughs> or a uh, lesser well-known uh, spinballer in I haven't got those facts, but those are the two that come straight to my mind. Probably a lot of Gibbs.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lance Gibbs is a name I remember from that, um, from that period.
0: Gary, that you While you two were talking, I just went on uh, wiki... And no, uh, you,
1: you didn't have to. You, 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 no, you knew that, you, because you're our cricket expert, so d- don't don't say where you got it from. Um, <laughs> right, let's look forward now, if we can, to um, keeping it fairly local to, to um, our neck of the woods. What are we looking forward to this Saturday, hopefully on a dry, sunny wicket?
0: Well, I'm going to change tack here. I'm going down and I'm going to start off. I'm looking forward to Division D, because we've got Newark, Ransom and Malls. The top of the pile, and they're playing Westbridge Fordians. Now, there's only five points between those two sides. Um, I think that's going to be the game of the day in the area. Um, I mean, I I don't look at it as if, well, you know, Man City are playing whoever. That's going to be the top game. I just think, at the moment, Newark and R&M, and close behind them, Fondon, who are in second place, they're playing Beeston and Tone and Sycamore, who are struggling at the minute. Uh, and that's the one, two, three. So we have got Newark R and M, Fondon, and then Westbridge Forty in seconds. Uh, Westbridge Forty in seconds have just gone up into Division A, and they're a strong unit. So that for me is the game of the day in the South Knot.
1: Okay, and so uh, is that up to Cullum Road? It is, yeah. Yep.
0: Oh, is I'm away from my computer. No, memory. it is. Tom,
1: is Tom, it is. It is. Yeah. Tony's saying yes. It's at Cullum Road. Yes, so, uh,
0: because um, my uh, my wife's downstairs decorating the land. <coughs>
1: Your wife is decorating your lounge? No,
0: she does the decorating.
1: Good girl. Yeah, you see, that's... that's. Yeah. Yes, I like <laughs> your style, Gary. <laughs> but yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah, laughs> have to come and give Tony some training. While you while you look up cricket stuff on Google, I I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll like the cut of
2: your jib, mate.
0: You've <laughs> got it. But, so look, I'm useless at painting, and she can't tell one end of a bat from another. So we... <laughs> OK, right, uh, let's move on. Right, well... Disappointing start, as we've uh, touched on. Collingham are only in eighth place, 26 points from three games. Is not the return I was expecting. All cool, them. Um, but this week they've got Kimberley twos, and the six points separate the sides. Um, so really, a win for Collingham and their season can start and uh, gain a little momentum. I think. I think everybody had them down. I certainly did as one of my three. For the title this year um, but as I say nobody wins the league in May or June it's, uh, it's a marathon not a sprint but uh, hopefully the boys can uh, get a good strong performance in this week
1: Is it already a must win game for Collingham?
0: A defeat and I wouldn't say they'll be uh, nervy but as I say I think there are high expectations after the fantastic season they had last year As I say, many people will have uh, put down, well, we've got Collingham this week, and we know how strong they are. So uh, they don't want to put undue pressure on themselves, do they? No. Now, although Boulderton line ninth, they've only played two games, and they're only three points behind Collingham. Uh, And for me, they've got the team I tipped at the start of the season to win the title, especially because they've signed a guy called Dan Birch, he used to play in the Notts Premier League. The son of John Birch. Uh, he signed from Sandiacre. He's not pulling up any trees at the minute, but I've seen Dan bat many an afternoon when I was uh, living up in Nottingham. And uh, with Adam Shepherd, who I probably believe of all the bowlers I've seen, Adam is the quickest. They're, they are, a strong unit. They've got forty-five points so far. So who's this, Gary?
1: Eye- Pardon? Who who's Bolton playing? Alderton are playing Clifton. Clifton. So, it's Clifton that you've got down. I'm just making notes of this, you see, so I can pull I can pull you up in, at the beginning of September.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, my, my three at the start of the season was Clifton, Collingham, and the team that are at the top, Ellerslie, who are always a strong unit. Um, but as I say, I did have it Clifton, Collingham, and Ellerslie in that order. So, I tipped Collingham to finish second. I've got... Uh, uh, and... I always back horses at fall in the paddock at the National, so my tipping is <laughs> never anything to go by. <laughs> oh
1: dear. Um, did you um, get Flintham and Cornton, and what's your geography like for Newark? I played at Cornton,
0: visited Flintham. This year, on July the 13th, as you well know, I'll be paying my first ever visit uh, to Coningham to watch a game of cricket when they entertain Boulderton. Really, really looking forward to the day. With your good self. Yes, we've got that one down in the diary. Mr. Pipes and Mr. Jackson, and a few others. uh, They'll know me, but I I won't be able to recognise hardly anybody, because, as I say, they're all names to me. Oh, that's it, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? It's just all names to me, I mean, especially now. I've been down here five years, so... (laughs) I'm due for release soon. Have you
2: never been to Collingham?
0: Never, pl- I played against Collingham, but we played their thirds, and it was up at North Scar.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, if oh. I remember rightly, Brian Bolus's
1: grandson played against <laughs> him. Oh, There's a there's a Knot's, there's a Knot's legend.
2: I, c- I can yeah. tell you, Gary, you, you will you will fall in love with Dalefield the first ta- the, the, the first minute you see it.
0: I've only I, I once played in a representative game for a Phil Tufnell charity. And there was a guy called Joe Edge. Oh, from yeah. From Bellingham.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: Joe, Joe was, uh, he opened the batting for our rep side.
2: Yeah.
0: I kept, I kept wicket that night. But, um, yeah, and there was a couple of guys from Newark played as well in the old days. Craig Havelock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Craig played for us. I'm going back at least, I'd probably say 20 years now since we played that game for Phil
1: Tufnell. Yeah. It's before oh, my really time, but Tony can remember <laughs> it all. <laughs> Gary, we've just about run out of time. Um, <laughs> can we talk to you again next week and every week? Yes, mate. And um, we'll have a cricket chat and we'll um, have a look at what's coming up over the weekend and we'll see if um, how many of these um, that you've, uh, you've judged correct.
0: OK, well, look, hopefully the sun shines for everybody up in Nottingham this week.
1: It would be amazing, but very nice. The forecast is good okay well i should be down
0: in mick's favorite county on
1: saturday oh so yeah go on rub it in rub it in i'm
0: going to a, a little place called Mousehole, Mick. mick oh.
1: tony has actually just seen a um something on the on tv called the cruel sea which was a a, a program they made about the penalty lifeboat disaster and of course Mousehole and penly go together so uh, yeah it, it, it's very close to my heart is, is um is Marzell and uh, you will love it, Gary. You really will. It's a lovely, lovely little village.
0: Yeah, well, I've got to, I've got to fit an American fridge freezer there. Saturday afternoon with my uh, <laughs> mate Chris. So.
1: You enjoy it. <laughs> we'll, do, mate. we'll talk you about that it one boys. next week.
0: Enjoy your weekend, a pair of you. A you too, mate. All right, Gary. Cheers, mate.
1: Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye Cheers, bye bye. Cheers, <laughs> bye. Now I'm jealous. Now I'm distinctly jealous. Uh, uh, two minutes. Um, last week or oh, this week, I should say. Um, On Tuesday night, we had Jan and Philippa in an entertaining hour, which we talked about snowboarding and American football Mm. and running. And I can announce now, um, Jan's mother, Pat, is coming in on this show on the 12th of June. And when you look up at what Pat has done and what Pat does, I cannot wait for this for that show i'm going to make you wait i'm not going to tell you now okay but i tell you what you are in for a treat <laughs> an absolute <laughs> treat um yeah. you really are uh, Mick Goodwin joined us last night and told us all about collingham and like all our chairman that's been in and directors of football whatever else they want to call themselves um they answered the questions i hope those are the right questions but they answered them and he told us that by march 30th next year that pitch is going to be long enough. And I've made a note when he said it, and it's um, it's on the podcast. So, Mick, there's no getting away. Two, three wonderful guests this week, Tony. And next week, talking of wonderful guests, on Wednesday night, Paul Drury and Nicky Smith are joining us for a Squash Club review. I do hope Lincoln City's still got a manager by next Wednesday, else Paul's not going to be a happy bunny. And on Tuesday night, and I know you're particularly looking forward to this one, Rob and Louise Orgill are (laughs) back at Sport Towers (laughs) which means of course the following week it's a Gordon Wellborn week what a week for New York Sport let's do it all again next week bye bye